Listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone, welcome back to the I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now podcast, where we tell true stories of survivors of true crime, natural disasters, and everything else in between. That sounded hella fast. Was it? Was it too fast? Okay, so we made these damn, well, Caitlin made these watermelon... Sour Patch Watermelon, is that what they are? What are they? Anyway, the little watermelon candies. She infused, she put vodka and she let it infuse for a while. Soaked Mm -hmm. it, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what. I'm sorry. I'm already fucked up. And so we made some delicious slushies out of it. So like watermelon Sour Patch slushies. I don't know what the fuck. No, absolutely. Anyway, we made them. We took the picture. We started drinking them. And we're like, this isn't super watermelon-y. Yeah. So we opted... I'm going to blame you, okay. even though I think it was my idea. That's fine. To just dump the whole thing of infused watermelon candies, plus all the vodka they were soaking in, yeah. into the blender. the blender. We burnt the whole thing up, and it got really delicious. Yeah. Really yeah, strong. Really strong. So tomorrow is my birthday, but it's not the my birthday episode. Yeah, because I have a story for her fucking birthday, but... Uh-huh. I thought her birthday was in a month, not in like one day. Yeah. So, <laughs> whatever. I, see. I have a poor grasp on time right now. I see. All right, we ready? Oh, how we make the drink? So I don't know. It's uh. <laughs> that feels right. <laughs> it's uh, you. I infused the watermelon candies for twenty four hours. Sorry. Did you just pop a load of candies at the bottom of like a mason jar yep. and then just fill the whole thing up with vodka? I didn't think I needed to fill this mason jar, but I did Excellent. with vodka. So <laughs> Nicely done. I, but yes, so I filled it with vodka, let it sit for 24 hours, and then poured everything into the blender with <laughs> squirt and also raspberry lemonade to make it a pink little color. And we gave it a little a spritz of fresh lime juice, mm. blended it all up with some ice, and there you go. You got a great slushy. All right, Caitlin. Okay. You got a kick-ass story for us? It's interesting. So, okay. Mm, so right. it's not just one survivor that I have the story about. It's about Ooh. multiple survivors. Oh. Because I am talking about Action Park. Action Park. I feel like I should know that. Am well, I an idiot? No, because it's on the East Coast. We're on the West Coast, so yeah. you probably don't We really don't know, know shit out here. <laughs> <laughs> so Action Park was a water park and amusement park in Vernon, New Jersey. Oh, and it opened... God. Caitlin, is this going to make me never want to go out of my home again no, to a no. fun amusement park? No, no, no. But yes, maybe a little. <laughs> just, just you wait. All right. So it opened on July 4th, 1978. Oh, okay. Their slogan was, where you're the center of the action. There's nothing in the world like Action Park. Woo! Ba-ba-ba. Um, so... Ba-ba-ba is right. <laughs> there were three sections of the park. They had the Alpine Center, Motor World, and Water World. Okay, those all sound fun. Except for Alpine World. That doesn't sound that great. Jesse Wade. <laughs> That's so, the best part, as it turns out. Overall, they had 75 rides. That's 30, a lot. Yeah. 35 motorized self-controlled rides and 40 water slides. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hit. Is Action Park still alive? Or mm. still, still open? Mm. Oh, dear. Uh, No. We'll get to that. Oh, no. Just you wait. <laughs> so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about a few of the attractions because since there's 75, I'm not going to go through all of them. We but these that. are the ones that people survived. So, oh, God. Oh, shit. We'll start with the Alpine uh, Slide. Alpine Slide. This okay. is the Alpine Center Alpine Slide. So, are you going to describe what the yep. ride does? Okay, mm-hmm. then I won't guess. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna take a chairlift up to the top of this mountain. Okay, so you're on a ski lift. Yep. Like mm-hmm. an alpine ski Absolutely. lift, if you will. Yep. Okay. And the slide was a 2,700 feet long slide. So is this like the ones at the fair where you get on a potato slat sack and sort of it's got the bumps in it? Absolutely not. You're like, bitch, you go so fucking fast on this thing. Well, because, okay, people would sit on sleds and they had a control stick like between their legs as they use those as the brakes. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> 
So they would slide down these chutes and they were made out of concrete, fiberglass, and asbestos. Oh, okay. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> that sounds um, healthy as hell. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the brakes were actually usually broken. So the sleds had two, these sleds had two speeds, slow and death awaits, as oh. they would call. Oh, God. I'll take death awaits, thank you. Well, if you got a slow one, then people behind you would crash into you at high speeds. Oh, my God. This feels like it doesn't have enough oversight. I'm going to be perfectly honest. So with this ride alone, it got 14 fractures, 26 head injuries in 1984 and 1985 alone. <gasps> That's not good. No. I'm assuming Alpine area got closed down too sweet. Nope. So, <laughs> <laughs> so people even wore their swimsuits because it's a water park. So they would just wear their swimsuits. Anything to uh, go down this uh, slide. Oh. And some people would fall off and scrape the shit out of themselves be and, like, get rug burns, you know, <laughs> because they're falling down at high speeds. Hardcore road rash. Yeah, absolutely. Down. Oh, God. One person even had a chunk of skin taken out of their hip. Oh, barf. <laughs> so, pretty much, it was uh a shit show i guess yeah you want to say a nightmare on a slope it yeah sounds like. so they did have a first aid cart and they had a first aid center um the first aid though for like the scrapes and rug burns they would use a mixture of about 70 percent alcohol and 10 percent iodine and just spray people <laughs> with this um be like there you go that to go. fucking takes me back to my childhood oh, my grandpa like whatever ailment he would have he'd pull out the bottle of iodine so mm -hmm. he'd have like a weird ingrown toenail and just he would Ew. just start squirting iodine all over it and it's like what are you doing everything iodine 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 it's just like the uh was it the windex yes with, well, <laughs> big big wedding. yes yeah. that was my grandpa with iodine really? as it turns out so Another uh, attraction that they had was called the Cannonball Loop. Oh. And this water slide... I feel like I should guess no. what it does okay, yeah, and the injuries. Yeah. Well, you've already said it's a water oh, slide. Okay, so. yeah. yeah. So this was created off a drawing on a napkin. Oh, God. And <laughs> so you go down this water slide, and then at the end of it, there was a 360 degree loop so you're hoping you've made enough speed <laughs> down the water slide to be able to bodily take this loop that's going to take you upside down mm -hmm. hopefully not fall on your head the second yeah. you're completely upside down and gravity mm -hmm. kicks in but you're just going to make it all the way through yeah absolutely so what they did they did test uh it with a test dummy so they put oh. the test dummy uh through there and it came out without a head Oh, that sounds socially responsible. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Let's go ahead and get this. Open it to the public. They also paid employees $100 to <laughs> test it out as well. Oh my God. I can't even with this fucking action park. <laughs> this gives all parks bad names. Action park, you fucking suck. Okay. Sorry. Cannibal Loop. Well, it was listed... The world's dangerous amusement park. Yeah, you fucking think? Because <laughs> you were literally might come out without a head. Oh my god. What? Sorry. <laughs> I, I fucking can't even with this place. Oh. Okay. okay. Uh, one employee said that money didn't even buy enough booze to drown out the memories <laughs> of what he went through. built this thing yeah absolutely so it I'm was ruined all over again caitlin it was only open for a month and then they closed it down for good yeah no shit you think <laughs> yeah it uh it pretty much became a decoration when you first walked in that's part one of the first things you see oh look at that fun uh, water slide that we can't go on on ever because it will kill us so the people who did go down this water slide they had to get weighed beforehand just to make sure they don't weigh too less to get too the momentum little. or too heavy to not get through the loop. I would just go 
flying out the fucking other end. Are you, I would get so much momentum. Well, that bitch can't stop. So the people who did go down this water slide, they either uh, broke their noses because they face planted when they went through the loop. Um, some people even lost a few teeth. And then the teeth would get lodged into the slide, and then other riders would get abrasions from the teeth that were lodged in. Caitlin! Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Oh, I've got this big scratch on me! Fucking Cheryl bit me because her goddamn tooth is in between 125 and 127 pounds get the fuck off uh, <laughs> otherwise you're uh, just gonna get <laughs> i'm seriously fucking drooling everywhere oh okay uh, i'm sorry i've composed myself so <laughs> the teeth embedded and they yeah, can be scraped by somebody's coming down my face so the employees were all teenagers so they hired a bunch of teenagers michelle get yourself together this is the most ridiculous thing ever oh okay i'm sorry i'm together and then um instead of having proper maintenance workers it was just the teenagers running the rides instead. Injured hobblers? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god. So what would I gotta they... wipe my face. <sighs> so what do you think is a good idea to add to this park? Is uh, beer. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Now I'm on board. <laughs> they had beer and wine at several different kiosks. And since they were teens working, they didn't really card people, so underage student, uh, underage teens did get a hold of some alcohol, and they didn't card or cut people off. Action Park is, in fact, Action Park. Yeah. I wish I could go there. Just so I could be like, you see these scars? Yeah, those are bites, pretty much. Oh. So, let's move on to the wave pool. Oh, let's. <laughs> So, Action Park had one of the first wave pools in the U.S. <laughs> you should not have given me such a strong drink I'm before sorry. you told this fucking story. It's your own fault. Oh, God. And it was a huge hit, but... Until it drowned 89 people. <laughs> no. But it, <laughs> it was a huge hit, but they used fresh water instead of salt water. So, salt water makes swimmers more buoyant. So, with the waves, they'd be able to float better. But with fresh water, they can't. So, even strong swimmers were having difficulties with these, like, uh, high waves that they had. Oh, my God. So, they are getting drowned out there. (laughs) This is a survival podcast, Caitlin. I know. I just just spit everywhere hardcore. (laughs) Well, it was was word that nearly 100 people had to be saved on opening day. (gasps) They had 12 lifeguards on... How is this place open for more than two weeks? No. I don't understand. It's back in the day. How they're still opening attractions that are just as deadly as the last. They had 12 lifeguards on average, but on busy days, they had about 20 to 30 lifeguards just watching. Oh, God. Um, They would do 20 minutes on with waves, 10 minutes off. Okay. Okay. I thought you were going to say that, like, some sort of crazy awful bacteria bloomed in the water because of its fresh water instead of salt water. Uh, No. Uh, Three people did pass away in this wave pool. (laughs) Then it got the nickname Grave Pool. Yeah, you think? Um, I'm going to start calling it Grave Pool myself. uh, Let's move on. Oh my god, let's. So, there was a water slide that you went down. It was pitch black. Okay. This is my next guest for the ride. Okay. So... Perhaps a roller coaster that just ends into a wall. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. No. <laughs> uh, um, so, 
So it was, so it's, you're going down this water slide. It's pitch black tube, so you're encased. <gasps> and then in the middle of the tube, there was a right angle that you couldn't see. So you would smash your head against the wall <laughs> when it shoots you. It would shoot you out 20 feet above the water. <laughs> what the fuck was this ride called? I don't remember. I didn't say. Oh. I'm sorry. Let's come up with a, um, a name. It had Good. a name, but I, it was, I don't know. Devil's Luge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One young girl said that she came out and hit the water, but it felt like concrete, and she hit her jaw and chipped her tooth. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> this is the worst. There's also the Tarzan swing. Oh, of course there was the Tarzan swing. Excellent. Let's hear all about so the Tarzan So it was a swing. long piece of rope, and there was about 20 feet high, and people would swing out over a giant pool. Since it was their only their grip to, you know, yeah. hoist them out, some people would not let go and come back and fall. Um, there was rocks nearby, so there were some injuries with that. Or there's some bitches like me who lose my grip the second I leave that fucking platform and just fall. <laughs> so also, uh, people took advantage of this, and some people would expose themselves before, you know, falling in. And also, like, saying obscenities um, <laughs> before they, for the people in line. So, oh, fuck yourself! Yeah, penis! <laughs> Something like that. And it was a natural spring pool, and it measured around 30 degrees colder than the regular park attractions. Oh, so no one's wowed with their exposures, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, I, I guess, yeah. I didn't think of it that way. One person did die... Because the water was so cold, they had a heart attack. Oh, of course. Yeah. But a lot of people survived, so this is a survival. <laughs> I just had to tell about the different deaths, though. Oh, my God. This takes me back. I don't know if I've told this story already, but I'm going to tell it again if I haven't. I okay. went to a water park, and I went down. There was one. I don't know what the fuck it was called, but it was like a giant toilet. It's all okay. I can imagine. So you kind of go down this one little slide, and then it pops you into this big, like, whirlpool thing. Okay. So it's like a funnel, I guess, oh, okay, that yeah. you're, I know you're physically about. in. So you just sort of swirl around, swirl around, until it dumps you out into this pool. Uh-huh. And there's, like, probably an eight-foot gap between the bottom of the slide and the pool. And so I get, I go on this ride, and it was the fucking worst. And I get into the pool and I like go to get out and he's like, ma'am, face the wall and adjust yourself. And oh! I realized I had a full boob completely out. It was Oh my gosh. So I faced the wall and adjusted myself. Got everything back in the bathing suit. You That's know what good, I'm saying? You know. Let's move to the aqua scoot. Let's move to the aqua scoot. My word. I can't even fucking fathom what a fucking aqua is. Scoot is all right. Let's okay. hear it. A forty-foot high slide, and it was made out of metal rolling pins. <laughs> the patron, <laughs> the patron would carry this heavy plastic cart up these five or six flights of stairs. Okay. And the attendant would push them down it. And if they didn't, once they hit the water, if they didn't hit it correctly, so if you didn't have the nose up a little bit, the nose would hit the water and just throw you. <laughs> and just like a face, a face plant right into the water. So wait a minute. You're going down on like a raft type thing? It's like a... Like a... It's kind of like a flat piece of plastic, I would say. Oh, kind of like one of the foam sort of rafts that you go on now right maybe i would say plastic because that's what i said (laughs) (laughs) okay sorry it was i'm just gonna assume it was hella plastic and not good i can see it people just hitting it and then getting yeah pretty much like yeah done they're like the skipping a rock on the water how do you think the owner felt like at this point (laughs) The owner really was inspired, like, by Walt Disney, but he didn't want something like that. He No, he just wanted something wildly dangerous and <laughs> killed multiple people. I think he just wanted people to take control of their own fun. Indeed. And... <laughs> but he kind of took some shortcuts to doing that, I yeah. guess, instead of... Shortcuts equal death, apparently, yeah. at Action Park. 
They also had go-karts and um how many people died on those? You well, have no those one, statistics? No, no one died on those. Save it. I'm not even buying what you're selling. Like 38 people died. That's no. my overall six people died. And That's like, it? Yeah. I think more actually people have died at Disney. Granted, it was probably open a lot longer. It probably was. So the go-karts were go-karts, like regular go-karts, but the younger crowd kind of used them as bumper cars. Like, they would ram each other with these go-karts. This is why I have a phobia of fucking go-karts. Really? I do have a phobia. I won't ever go on them. Really? Yeah, they freak me out. Well, with these go-karts, they did have a limit of speed, but the employees found a way to override the speed, and they got up to 50 miles per hour. Fuck yeah, they did. So, how many people died? No yeah, one. 38. One employee remembered having one um, patron having their arms snapped in half <laughs> after they got <laughs> rammed. God. <laughs> you know that bone was sticking out. You know that bone mm-hmm. was sticking out. Probably. So right. we're going on to the obstacle course. So this was composed of downward moving <sighs> conveyors. Can I ask you a quick question yeah. before we proceed too much further? Uh-huh. How many more fucking rides are we going to talk about Just, that are hella deadly? Um, I feel like we're not so thriving any of this shit. I got one more after this. All right. Proceed. Oh, wait, no. I have. That's it. 13 more? That's Is it. what you meant to say? Yeah, that's it. All right. So, All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. This obstacle course composed of downward moving conveyors, 24-foot hand ladders, a cargo net climb, a zip line, a loft wall, and a 16-foot rotating cylinder. And if you got through all of that, you would challenge a gladiator, which was one of those Ooh. older uh, Grizzled dudes who <laughs> fucking lived off of the, what is that, the, what is the loop-de-loop one? The cannonball. the cannonball. Yeah, he made it through that. Yeah. He's got scars from the teeth. He don't give a fuck. But so they would fight with those like foam... Oh, like, like jousting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A three-foot podium. There were some instances where patrons got upset and would bring more friends, and then the gladiator would bring his friends, and there would just be a <laughs> fucking street fight. fight. Absolutely. Rounds. There ain't gonna be no rounds. It's a street fight. Yeah. So Motor World was really swampy, and it had a lot of snakes, and it had a few snapping turtles as well. This isn't in Florida. This is no, a fucking up in New York. No, New Jersey. Oh, sorry. Excuse yeah. me. Mm. Obviously, they're strapping. Oh God, I can't even talk. Snapping turtles in New Jersey. So they had a kayak experience where they <laughs> use they would use, so you're kayaking on this lake. But they would use fans underneath the lake to kind of make a little bit of rapids, like some oh, okay. waves. One person fell out of the canoe, and trying to get back in, they put their foot on a... I can already tell I'm not into this. Under one of those fucking fans. Yeah, kind of like, yeah. And then it was near an open wire, and he got electrocuted and died. Oh. So he did not survive that. <laughs> But they had to drain the swamp for an investigation, and they never refilled it. So that was it with the kayak experience. I bet there's people that are like, yeah, I used to go to Action Park back in the day. Back when it was Action Park, before it was Lane Park that can't do anything. Yeah. Is it closed down now? Yes. Yeah, it is. Um, Sometimes you just can't stay open under the weight of all those lawsuits. Mm Mm-hmm. So... What they found a lot, though, is they found a lot of people that can't swim but would still do the attractions. Yeah, because um, you think you're safe yeah. in the attractions. Well, what they would do is they would go down the attraction, they would kind of sink down and wait for someone to save them. And they thought, like, you know, the lifeguard is going to do their job and save me. So they would just do whatever they want and be like, well, I'll be fine. I'll just let myself drown. Yeah, absolutely. Once they were saved, they got a tag, like a little wristband that said um, CFS. And that stand for can't fucking swim. So people would... <laughs> <laughs> it did not. That's what it Caitlin, what? This might be the best story you've ever told <laughs> in your whole life. Uh, this just keeps getting more ridiculous and more ridiculous. They also had a lot of like Spanish speakers, but and they advertised to people who spoke different languages, but they didn't have any signs or any of the safety warnings in different languages or in Spanish. It was all so in no English. one knew. Yeah. So they didn't really know. They didn't take a page out of Disney's book where they have that shit in like every language. Yeah. 
The park entertained over 1 million visitors per year and as many as 12,000 coming on the same weekend. So really, hardly any people died. Yeah, if you, no, exactly. If you Percentage-wise. That's, <laughs> that's what they said, too. They're like, if you look at how many people actually came, how many deaths we've had, or how many injuries, you know, there's a difference. Yeah, um, it's still not great, guys. It's still not great. No. But some of the rides went untested because the park was one of the first water parks ever, so they didn't really need to test any of the water parks. So there was pretty much no guidelines at this point. That's the reason we had the fucking... Why can't I think of it? Oh, Cannonball Loop. I don't know why I can't remember Cannonball. Because you're drunk, bitch. Yeah, Uh. it's your fault. So over 100 injuries during the summer of 1987 uh, happened, and they admitted 5 to 10 people daily to the hospital. (laughs) Yeah, that's too many, guys. That's too many. Ugh. Some of the list of the injuries were sprained ankles, broken bones, cuts, contusions, dislocations, and concussions. Hardcore road rash, bite marks mm-hmm. from the water slides. That's, <laughs> that's all I can think about is that fucking water slide with teeth embedded in it. Gross. The park even bought new ambulances to handle the trips to no, the hospital. No. <laughs> what? No. Yeah, to the city. They donated a few ambulances. At that point, they were just praying to stay open, I think. So there was a total of six people who passed away. I'm surprised it's not more, frankly. I'm surprised it's not like... No, absolutely. So many more. There were three drownings in the wave pool. In the grave pool. Yeah. You remembered. (laughs) Uh, The heart attack from the Tarzan ride. The electrocution from the... Mm, From the fan underneath the water, of course. There was a employee who did the Alpine ride. He flew off of it and hit his head on a rock. Oh, that's fucking devastating. I'm thinking there's probably a lot that just got buried right there. I mean, at Action be. Park. So the nicknames that this park attracted was Traction Park, Class Action Park, and Accident <laughs> Park. Yeah, all sound right. In 1984, Action Park CEO Gene Mulvillehill pleaded guilty to Mulvillehill. Sorry. setting up a fake company in the Cayman Islands, which functioned as a front to insure the park when legit companies would not. <laughs> he faced a fine of $300,000 and had to sell the park in a plea deal, which he never did. So this wasn't the only scheme that the park used to do with insurance policies and safety restrictions. There was an on-site infirmary to handle minor scrapes, bumps, and bruises, which in reality was a method to prevent... Patrons from going to hospitals. Yeah. 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 The park, <laughs> this all sounds right now. The park also hid the number of injuries or incidences in the tide pool by classifying it as a swimming pool, which meant that they only had to legally clean the water and have lifeguards on duty. That's parfait. With that, plus the small claims court of the injuries and stuff that people did, the park closed. So the park closed... Uh, September 2nd, 1996. Damn! It was open for another nine years years after... It was open for a total of 18 years, and it was bought by a different company, and they changed it to Mountain Creek Water Park. Is that still open? So they took... They took the cannonball out, probably. They took a lot of the Law of the Rides out, and then kind of safety the other ones. Mm. There was a period of time where Andy, which was Gene's son, who the person who owned the park, he they kind of rebought it and then changed it back to Action Park and hopefully, you know, the nostalgia of it, people would come. But oh, it didn't. My aunt died there, so let's go back. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so, y'all. Well, it didn't work out, so it changed back to the Mountain Creek Water Park. (laughs) And I believe it's open. I believe it's still open now. In 2018, Joey Knoxville started a film called Action Point. So it was based on that park. Is that a movie that's out? 2018, yeah. uh Yeah, I'm fucking watching it when I get home. Okay. Is that available on Netflix or? Oh, I don't think it's on Netflix. He was upset that he didn't do it justice because it didn't do really well. It got like 
a star and a half or two stars. So he sure. was nostalgic for Action Park. I think so, yeah, because there was a replica, or it was the Alpine uh, ride that he oh, did. Oh, dear. It wasn't the same one at New Jersey, I don't think. They filmed off-site, but he wrote it down, but he flew off of it 20 feet and landed on his face. So he received a concussion and a blowout fracture, which when he blew his nose to get the blood out, (laughs) his eye actually popped out of his No, it didn't! (laughs) (laughs) So gross! I know! so gross! Can we watch a trailer? Yeah, after this. So there's actually, this is really funny because I didn't know about this until today, because I was doing a follow-up, you know, but... HBO created a documentary called Class Action Park, and it actually is released tonight, August 27th. <gasps> what? Yeah, on HBO. Oh my god, I'm watching it. Actually, yeah. I don't have HBO. Oh. I just switched to Comcast Business, and I lost my HBO. God now damn you it. Know. But isn't that funny? It's today. I, I don't know. even know. Can we look it up? Yeah. I want to watch trailers all over. Because I, I did watch the trailer. Did you? It was interesting. Yeah, for sure. Was it terrifying? Well, kind of, and then I looked on YouTube, and they just had, like, footage of, like, someone's home video of the park and stuff. Oh, God. And it's just, like, people are, like, there's a rapid ride, and people just get stuck, and they had to get out, push themselves, and there's so many people, and they're just crashing into each other, and it's just, like, this is not, this is not right. Pull it up. Wait, one more. All right, all right. I'm sorry. I want to see some trailers, damn it. There was actually a book written as well by Andy the Sun and Jake Rawson, and it is available from Penguin Books, mm. and it's called Action Park, Fast Times, Wild Rides, and the Untold Story of America's Most Dangerous Park. I.e. it was awesome, and please come back. So Hulu actually bought the rights to the book and is creating a half-hour comedy series through the perspective of Andy, who was a teenager who actually was testing some of the rides when they first came to be. Oh, dear. And then a lot of people pretty much think as Action Park as a fun time. They all compare scars that they got. They think it's like a rite of passage or Uh, something they really remember. Actually, if I had a scar from Action Park right now, I'd be telling that story. Action Park. Good job, Caitlin. Thanks. All right. There we go. So my story mm-hmm. is about Armando Socaras Ramirez. Fancy. Yeah, fancy indeed. Hopefully I said that correctly. So we are in Cuba mm. back in 1969. Okay. Yeah, so we're taking it back a little, yeah, a little bit, bit, if you will. Armando mm-hmm. has um, four brothers and a sister, okay. and they're very poor, Aww. like most Cubans. This oh. is back in the day. Okay. This is during the whole uh, Castro mm. and, you know, Cuban Missile Crisis and everything. So Castro was a bit of a dictator, if yep. you will. And, <laughs> yeah. and their house in Havana had one large room. Food was very scarce mm. um, and strictly rationed. They had the only fun they ever had was playing baseball and walking with his girlfriend, Maria Aww. Esther, along the seawall. Uh, when he turned 16, the government shipped him off to a vocational school uh, in Betancourt, which I'm not fully sure where that is. But it's a sugarcane villa in Manton, oh God, Matanzas. Oh. Matanzas. Yeah, Matanzas. Okay. Th- granted, this was the name of my school when I went to. When oh, I was really? Matanzas. Yeah. I know how to say it. Okay. So when he turned 16, the government shipped him off to a vocational school in Matanzas province. Okay. And there he was supposed to be learning welding, but instead his classes would often be interrupted so he could go plant sugarcane. Oh, okay. So really, he was living under the state's control. Oh. So... He was really not enjoying that. So he dreamed of freedom. He was dreaming of the United States where his uncle had escaped to and was now living a fantastic life. Is Well, that was his idea anyway. Okay. He knew that thousands of Cubans had gotten to America and had done very well there. And he was getting close to the age of being drafted into the Cuban army. Oh. And so he was getting sort of... Feeling like his freedoms were, you know, just getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So he was sort of looking for a way out. And then he met his friend, 
Jorge. Okay. He met him at a Havana baseball game, and they got to talking. He found out Jorge, like Armando, was also disillusioned with Cuba. He was also oh. feeling like he didn't have enough freedom, and he wanted to be able to do more with his life than he would be able to in Cuba. The system takes away your freedom forever. Mm. So, he complained. Bummer. <laughs> So Jorge told Armando about this weekly flight to Madrid that left Cuba and went to Spain once a week. They went to the airport to just sort of check out this plane Mm -hmm. um, to see it taking off. And he saw that in the wheels, like above the wheels, there was room under there. So they decided that they were going to try to make their way to Madrid through on the wheel, the (gasps) landing gears, like up in the wheel wells of the airplane. That's terrifying. I've heard someone, like a young kid doing that, a teenager, and he fell off. Like, he fell out. Well, it's apparently dangerous as fuck. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Okay. But he remembered thinking, there's enough room for me. So, on June 3rd, 1969, their moment had come. So, they had been checking out the airport, and they knew how the flights went. And so, this particular plane that was going to be headed to Madrid would come to the end of the the runway. It would stop there for a minute, turn around, and then take off. So... Armando and Jorge, and granted Armando is 17 at this point, and Jorge is 16. Oh, wow. They yeah. decide that when it comes to the end of the runway, that's going to be their moment. Oh, my God. Okay. So so not only they're not going to be just chilling in there waiting, they have to run, get in there before it actually Yeah, they off. have to essentially like break into the airport okay. and make it. But they were both determined to escape Cuba. They both knew that they were super young to be making such a gamble, but they fucking were ready to rock and roll. They wore rubber-soled shoes mm-hmm. to help them scooch up into okay. the wheel whale. They stuffed cotton there in their ears because those engines were going to be motherfucking loud. Oh, okay. Yeah, there that makes is. sense. <laughs> so. Uh, I do not have the balls for that. No. Yeah. Hi. Are you serious? I guess if you're you mean, desperate trying to like leave this country, I'd be like... I guess. Well, it does make you think about how desperate people are to have a better life. You know, how shitty does your life have to be to put everything on the line to be able a chance of freedom? Okay. Oh, I know. So they sort of crouched in the grass, awaiting their plane to come. And they saw it and they were like, Let's fucking go. go. Mm -hmm. So they jump up and they start running. Mm -hmm. And so both of them ran to the left wheel. And so Jorge is like starting to scramble up. And so Armando's like, I'll go to the other one. And so he runs over to the other, to the right wheel. Okay. And he makes his way. Okay. He sort of squiggles and scooch. Oh, God. Squiggle and scooch? Yeah. Those are all words. You didn't know about it. It's cute. Squiggle? Squiggle? Is that a word? Girl, to keep going. I know. Anyway, he scrambled up the wheel. Okay, there you go. <laughs> there it is. Nice. He scrambled up the wheel. So he pushed himself up, and at this point, it's pretty dark in there. Right. So he just saw he had enough room in there. So, and there's a whole bunch of like wires and all kinds of conduits and all kinds of shit hanging out in the wheel well. Okay. So he sort of grabs all that and gets himself up above the wheel. If you will. Okay. Yes. So the wheel's still down uh-huh. and he's climbed up and has now pushed himself up against the wall in the wheel well. And so the the engines sort of come to life as they're starting to take off. Okay. So it just gets completely deafening and the wheels start to come up into the mm-hmm. wheel well. It turns out they are scorching hot. So <gasps> oh, from really? all the friction of taking off, they're oh. just super, super hot. So he has these like blazing hot wheels come at him and he's like barely inside Uh and so he actually tries to stomp on him because he realizes he's just going to be smashed by these super hot wheels coming in okay i i thought because of how high they were they'd be freezing but well this is just takeoff that's true at this point okay so 
it sort of gets closer and closer, and then the the bay doors beneath him close. Okay. And then, so he's like, oh, whew. And then all of a sudden, they open again. What? And the wheels come back down. What? So as it turns out, the captain is, you know, taken off and everything all is well. And warning got triggered on the right wheel. So something had happened, i.e. he was smashing down on the wheel, freaking out that this burning hot thing was going to burn him. And so it opened again. And now he is hanging on for dear life. (gasps) Oh, my God. So he's just hanging out of the wheel well. Just like holding onto the wheel, just praying that he doesn't fall because Holy they're shit. pretty high yeah. already. They're probably at least 500 feet. Oh my gosh. Above. Terrifying. So, all the while, while he's hanging on, he's scared he's going to be spotted from the ground. That's what he's worried about? Yeah, that is oh what he's worried gosh, about. Okay. And that Castro's police are going to pick him up and he's going to probably go to jail forever. Oh, okay. So, about that time, the wheels start. To head back up into okay. their resting spot, I guess. And he's still hanging on. So he's, he's still just, hanging okay. on. But all the while, he notices sort of another little crevice that he can get his body up into. Oh, my so God. So as the wheels are going up, he sort of crawls up into this other little space. And the doors, the bay doors shut again. And they don't reopen. Okay. Because there was no blinking red light. Right. the doors open this time. So all the while, the captain just thought it was just maybe a little machinery. Sensor off yeah, sensor is okay. fucked up or something. And now it seems to be fine. Mm-hmm. The sensor didn't go off again. So after a few minutes, he touches one of the tires and sees that it is cooled down. Okay. So he can sort of relax a little bit okay. more in his space so he takes some aspirin which i guess he had with him okay. so i guess it's smart pocket, thinking yeah. um because you need this later <laughs> yeah just pocket. pop a little aspirin in there because i guess he had a terrible terrible headache from all the ear splitting noise oh. it was just it was so loud up in I there bet. And then he also began to wish that he had worn something a little bit warmer. So he had a light sports shirt on and some green fatigues. So once they sort of got up to... Altitude? Altitude, thank you. Mm -hmm. What is the word I'm looking for? It's a very common word. Fly? (laughs) You can fuck yourself, (laughs) Caitlin. But pretty much, it's practically, anyway. Coasting? Coasting, let's say that. That's okay. not the word I'm looking for. It's going to come to me later and okay. I'll be like, God damn it, I'll have to text you. All right. Anyway, at this point, mm-hmm. the temperature is negative 41 degrees. Oh my God. So it's fucking freezing. So Armando is now shivering uncontrollably in this super, super cold. Mm-hmm. And he's wondering what the hell happened to Jorge. Jorge went up the left wheel, he went up the right wheel, and they never saw each other again. So he's just up there freezing, thinking about his girlfriend and his family, wondering what the fuck they'll think when they realize that he's been gone. Oh, wait, he didn't tell them? Apparently not. Oh. So. If I was his girlfriend, I'd be pissed. Yeah, are you fucking kidding me? You're going to make a new, better life in a different country without me? Yeah, without even thinking about me? Maybe he's like... I'm going to establish myself and then I'm going to bring you over. Let's assume that happened with Armando. So he's in the dark. It's five miles above the Atlantic Ocean and it's negative 41 degrees up there. They had been in the air for about an hour and then he started getting lightheaded. Oh. So they had, the flight ended up being over eight hours. <gasps> so he had to hang out in the fucking so wheelbarrow, freezing his ass off and with no jacket for over eight hours. And so the plane touched down in Madrid. Okay. All was well. And oh. the pilot got out with the flight attendants and they were sort of waiting on a car to come get them. Okay. I guess back in 1969, a car came and got the pilots. I know, very bougie, my word. When all of a sudden, this body just falls out of the wheel well. Oh my God. So we're just staring at it. And he was just this frozen blob that just fell out. Was it Jorge? 
No, it was Armando. Oh, was it? Yeah, no, he was uh, essentially completely frozen. <gasps> he, the first thing he remembers after losing consciousness was hitting the ground at the Madrid airport. Okay. Um, then he blacked out again, and then he woke up again later in the hospital in downtown Madrid. Where he was more dead than alive. Really? Um, yeah, when they took his temperature, his temperature didn't even register on the really? thermometer. He was <gasps> so cold Frozen, at that point. my God. So the first thing he said when he woke up was like, am I in Spain? And then, where's Jorge? Aww. And so at this point, they believed Jorge had been knocked down by a jet blast and then probably immediately arrested. <laughs> Oh, so, really? yeah, poor Jorge is... Oh, so he didn't even make the flight? No. He got stuck back in Cuba and <gasps> was pretty much never heard from again. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my god. No, gosh. they think he went to prison, but they don't actually really know. So That's crazy. Yeah, he probably did go to prison and then was Wait, never heard again. Wait, couldn't he fallen out when they opened the wheels? No, they, he did not fall out in Madrid. Okay. So he never made it into his wheel okay. well. So something Shit. happened along the way. Whereas Armando actually did make yeah. it up in there. <laughs> Took the whole eight-hour flight. Half of it passed out, probably, thank God. Sad day. <sighs> so, doctors later said that his condition was comparable to that of a patient undergoing deep freeze surgery. Oh. So, he was so frozen that they had to really watch him as he sort of came back up to temperature. What's deep freeze surgery? I don't know, actually. Good question. They must essentially kill you. Because I know um, one of the big problems with deep freeze is as you thaw out, your um, cells burst. Because like when water freezes, it Uh expands a little bit. And so it can burst all your cells, which is the the scary part of being frozen. So that's always been my understanding. Maybe I'm completely not correct, but that's the big thing of why we can't be frozen and rewoken or reawakened later is because apparently all of our cells were burst. So I don't know what deep freeze surgery is. If I had my phone that wasn't, Oh, I guess I did get it. Yeah. So Walt Disney's not really frozen. Is that what we're saying? Well, we just haven't found a good way to thaw them out, I think. Okay, deep hypothermic circulatory arrest is a surgical technique that induces deep medical hypothermia. It involves cooling the body to temperatures between 68 degrees Fahrenheit to 77 degrees Fahrenheit. So he was way fucking colder than that. And stopping blood circulation and brain function for up to one hour. Oh, turns out infants tolerate longer periods of this than adults do. Interesting. Infants are very well adapted, but, you know, poor Armando was not an infant. Okay, so they cited the time of his flight to be estimated an altitude altitude of 29,000 feet and temperature of negative 41 degrees. And the approximate conditions in the wheelbed that day, a person would be expected to live only a few minutes. Really? But he fucking made it for eight all eight hours. hours. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So a few days later, he woke up in the hospital um, and he was playing cards with his police guard and <laughs> reading stacks of letters that he had received from all around the world. Really? So Just the fans? Like, hey, brah, good job. He especially liked one that he got from a girl in California. Well, he has a girlfriend. Well, but he can like letters okay, from one. other women, all right. Caitlin. All right, all right. This one said, you're a hero, but you're not very wise. Ooh, that sounds mysterious. Right. So he ended up, his uncle who lived in New Jersey telephoned him and invited him to come live with him. And so apparently the International Rescue Committee arranged for him to move to the United States. Okay. And that he did. And so he's... Lived with his uncle and he learned, uh, he went to school to learn English. He still hopes to study to be an artist. And granted, this was originally out in like 1975 or something, this story was. So I like to think by this point he did become an artist. Yeah. Um, But he did say he could smell the freedom in the air in New Jersey. He often thinks of his friend Jorge. Um, They both knew the risk of trying to jump into this airplane wheel well 
in their attempt to escape Cuba. For Armando, it was worth it. And if he could have the chance to escape again, he would. Aww. So he made it. Uh, He's now 69 and lives in Virginia. He's retired from the transportation industry. He and his wife have four children and 12 grandchildren. Cute. Oh, this was originally published in 1970. You know what? When he lived in New Jersey, May he went to Action Park. <laughs> no shit, man. <laughs> oh my God. If only. Uh, I bet he did. I bet he did. He's like, Action Park's fun. Yeah. Except for I don't scar. want to survive again. Yeah, right? Oh my God. Ugh. Well, that's a good story. That's, I would, like I said, I could not do that. It's too terrifying. I don't like. I'm fine with heights. It's just flying. I just get a little uneasy just because I'm not in control of what happens, mm, I guess. I could see that. So it's just, I'm not a fan of flying, but I will. I love flying. I know you do because you fly everywhere. I do love it. I don't know. There's just something about being at the airport. It's like it well, just gets be- me jazzed well, up. Because it's like vacation time. Like, it yes, is. I'm going on a trip. But Aww. those were, that was a great story. I felt like and it was not as fun as Action Park. Well, you can't be Action Park. Clearly not. That's, and you guys should check out the documentary because I bet it's going to be nice. I know. Awesome. I do want to watch the documentary as yeah. soon as I get home. But uh, what? Documentary. Whatever. I can say words. So tomorrow's my birthday, but the 14th is going to be, I guess, my birthday episode. Is that what you said? Yeah. I found okay. a story especially for you. Okay. I should have brought it today. That's fine. I, no, I, my... will, I can wait. It's not September yet. September 1st Barely. is my birthday, so. <laughs> How has summer gone already? I'm glad because 2020 needs to end. Oh, girl. Yeah. I will give you that. Thank you. Ugh. But all right. So I'll be 29 by the time you can fuck the next yourself. day. So uh, you can fuck yourself. So young and vibrant. Oh. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> young and right. vibrant. I'm old and brittle. You can fuck yourself. <laughs> all right. Well, please check us out on all the podcast platforms. Facebook, Instagram. I should totally be dead right now. I'm like and seaweed where all the water is just gone away. And it's just... Are you Ursula? <gasps> I am Ursula. God damn it. You're... Oh. That's Little Mermaid. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right, but it's close enough. I was going to sing A Whole New World, and I realized that's a I lot <laughs> Good try. Why can't uh, I think of a single Little Mermaid song? Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's going? Thank you, Caitlin. You're I welcome. appreciate that. Anyways, Under the Sea. Okay, I'm done. I'm going to have so. guess who's listening to Little Mermaid on the way home. There we go. All right, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. All right. I'm not Ursula. Okay. Fuck yourself. Bye. Bye.